Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. Good afternoon on this glorious holy day, Resurrection Day. I wanted to go over something real quick that um, piqued an interest, and I wonder if it'll pique your interest as well. So I want to go start in uh, traveling through the Bible and starting in Exodus chapter 12, and um, where the Passover is instituted by God where the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. And he was saying to them, This month shall be your beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. And to speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, and a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. And verse 11 then says, and, and he says, and thus you shall eat it. Again, showing that they will eat this lamb, okay? And they're celebrating it. They're doing something here on this month, the 10th month of the year. And with you will eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Like you're, you're ready to go, but no, eat too much because you're ready to go. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. And, uh, and Passover being instituted, remember, verse 12, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And this we know that God is, is um, honorable. He's true to his word, which these things he did do. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial. And there is a key there. All this, Now it's going to be a day of memorial. They were going to remember a Passover. Okay. And you shall keep it as a feast. So we should keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. I mean, it's going to be forever for a lifetime. Always do it. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Verse 15. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. I get breaking the rules, right? On the first day there shall be a holy convocation. And on the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation for you. No matter of work shall be done on them. But that which everyone must eat, that only may be prepared by you. So you shall observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Again, also observing the Feast of Unleavened Bread, he was telling the Israelites to do. He was telling Moses to apply these things, right? Okay, so verse 17 continues. For on this same day, God says to him, I will have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generation. And you see where he says your armies. And already he was speaking to him in, in uh, um, uh, prophetical words by saying the army will come out. Now, of course, Moses wasn't sure of this yet, how, what army they were going to use and so forth. But let's continue on. That's not what we're talking about here. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations. Again, another observation as an everlasting ordinance. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the month at evening. 
for seven days no leaven shall be found again in your houses since whoever eats what is leavened that same person shall be cut off from the congregation of israel whether he is a stranger or a native of the land we're going to jump over to matthews uh, real quick and uh, what we're talking about here uh, it's not about the unleavened bread okay it's about how god was telling moses to do these things right along it's, it's supposed to give you a time frame see and if you look at the jewish calendar um they celebrate different passovers they celebrate passover they celebrate shabbat they shall celebrate the uh seven days of unleavened bread so the reason why i read this part is because i want to give you a time frame right next to the lord's passover with the seven days of unleavened bread how he's given this ordinance and showing the time frame god is telling moses at this month that month 14th day okay hold on we're gonna go to matthew's 20 um 20 chapter 26 okay that was a correction it's matthew's 12 chapter 12. this is a crucial verse matthew's chapter 12 uh starting in verse 38 because this is where the scribes and the pharisees are asking jesus for a sign now jesus is here and he's already speaking to the people and you have they have the um the scribes and the pharisees asking all kind of questions testing the lord to see if he really is who he says he is is he from god or what is he so they ask for a sign okay and here is going to pinpoint again time frame what exactly is that jesus is saying the sign that we're supposed to receive the one we're supposed to be looking at as well and he says here in verse 38 of matthew chapter 12 then some of the scribes and pharisees answered saying teacher we want to see a sign from you but he answered and said to them an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet jonah if you know the story of Jonah and what happened to him, then you're already getting a picture in your mind by what he said. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now this is proof to what more where I'm going with this. I gave you a time frame of the Passover when it was established and when it was supposed to be uh, celebrated and observed, okay? and do it as a uh, memorial right next to the time of unleavened bread so that way if you look at a jewish calendar you're going to see right next to the time of celebrating the unleavened bread seven days of unleavened bread that you're going to see what's right next to it the passover right okay good so i'm giving you a time frame to look at that and now with this in matthews 38 uh, chapter 12 38 um letting you hear jesus say himself because if your bible's in red ink you know it's jesus saying it and he talks about how he's giving proof of how many days he's going to be dead and how many nights he will be dead before resurrection okay hold tight we're going to keep going forward so now we come to matthews chapter 26 um yes matthews chapter 26 and we're going to start right on on the top here of um my bible says verse 17 and jesus is celebrating the passover with his disciples so he's preparing his uh guess uh, again not a guess again i'm showing you a time frame where they're at and how christ was there how he was doing these things okay so verse 17 now on the first day now listen to the time frame okay watch this the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread the disciples came to jesus saying to him where 
do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? Again, this is looking at the time frame and you you judge this. You ask God to show it to you. Okay. The unleavened bread, the, the feast of the unleavened bread, where is it landing in the in the calendar of the uh, the Hebrew calendar? Their months are not different than ours. Okay, they may have um, solar uh, or lunar leap years and stuff like that that we have, but it doesn't change drastically all the time. What at this specific time, in this particular time and moment, we know what's about to happen. We know what Christ is doing, We why he's here. We know what's about to take place. Here we're being shown the first day of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus asking where we're going to prepare for the Passover. And it's in here in verse 17. We're preparing for the Passover. So the Passover is coming right after seven days of unleavened bread according to the Jewish calendar. Not our calendar, the Jewish calendar. Okay. And he said, go into the verse 18. He said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. Again, it's given us an indication of what's about to happen the time frame in the story of jesus what happened at that moment in time he says my time is at hand remember before he said it is not my time yet right but now he knows he's where he's at and he says my time is at hand i will keep the passover at your house for my my disciples the passover okay hang on we're gonna keep on going forward okay so we're gonna jump all the way to, we're gonna jump over the next book over to mark um, and I, I'm giving you two different accounts because I, I want you to see how um, it's not all in one setting. It, it's spread through the Bible. We started in Exodus. We went into Matthews and now we're in Mark. And we'll finish up in Mark because, I mean, when we get to the point, there's no there's no more. There's just that. It's the point. Okay? So we're at Mark chapter 8, verse 31, where Jesus predicts his death, okay, and his resurrection. Again, showing us he's explained to us giving us proof of what's about to happen and he says and he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again again there it is right there he said after three days rise again he spoke this word openly then peter took him aside and began to rebuke him now I want you to. I'm gonna read the uh, 32 and 33 because I want you to see the time frame where they're at, where this is taking place, okay? But when he had, um, but when he had turned around, he looked at his disciples. He rebuked Peter, saying, "Get behind me, Satan!" And this is key for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. But the things of men, not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. So the account was being written down according to Holy Spirit, leading them to write these things down. Hang on, because we're going to keep on going and we're getting to that point. So we move on over just a little bit over to chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, verse 33. And here, Jesus uh, a third time. Um, just you know when you see that he's not delusional right we know he's not he's not just repeating himself one time he's not saying it one time or two times he's saying it three times so jesus a third time predicts his death and the resurrection he says here in verse 33 behold we're going up to jerusalem and i chose this one the lord gave me this one because it's pinpointing again showing you the time frame where they are at showing that yes they are in jerusalem and christ's time is now there is here okay and the son of man will be betrayed 
to the chief priests and to the scribes. Listen to that. He knew exactly who he was going to be betrayed to. And they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him, scourge him, spit on him, and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. Hold on. We're going to keep on going. Here we go. Right on over to chapter 14. Yep, chapter 14. Here it is. Again, the risen account. Okay, it's a time frame. Um, Mark chapter 14, verse 1. Um, again, here now we see that they're plotting to kill Jesus. And after two days, see, two days went by. It was the Passover in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Okay, now, we know what's happened already, right? Okay, we've already seen what happened. Uh, uh, no one knows the hour. And he was talking and so forth and look what the uh, well, look what the um, um, chief priests and the scribes they are now about today they sought how they might take him by trickery they were trying to get Jesus right a plot to kill him and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death but they said not during the feast see and I, now it's not just Jesus saying it now it's the Pharisees is shown an account of the Pharisees the high priests uh, um, they're saying, okay, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. Not during the feast. What feast are talking about? The feast, the feast of unleavened bread. Again, putting us in that time frame on that calendar, where, where we're at in Jerusalem at that time. Okay, hold on, because it's, it's going to get a little bit better here. We're just going to move the page over to verse twelve. We're going to jump over to verse twelve, and again. It's a time frame we're following here, okay? Keep your heart open. Jesus celebrates with the Passover with his disciples. So now it's shown us he is now at having Passover, the Passover meal, okay? The Passover meal, he's having it right now. Here we go. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? Again, Another count we heard, he said, out, he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and prepared. There, there, in that place, he says, there, make ready for us. They're getting ready to do this, okay? So his disciples went out and came into the city and found it just as he said to them. And they prepared the Passover. They prepared the Passover. In the evening he came. Now remember, this is preparation day that they're on. Preparation day. Preparation day, okay? Uh, I don't want you to miss that. This is preparation day. You keep hearing they're preparing. Not that they're ready to sit down and eat it, right? They're preparing for the Passover. It's set up here. Uh, that um, where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? Not come on, where we're gonna go eat this? The, the 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 you know the lamb's getting cold. No, where do you want us to do this? Where do you want us to do this? We need to prepare. This is the day of preparation because the Sabbath is at hand. Also, we're not supposed to work. We're not supposed to work. They're not supposed to do no work. Remember, we read that in Exodus. They're not supposed to do any work on the Passover on that day. On that Sabbath, okay? Okay, listen here. Listen. I'm getting excited. So, verse 17. In the evening, in the evening, he came with the twelve. 
in the evening. Now, as they sat and ate, okay, this was daytime. Now, they did all this during the day. They prepared sundown. We understand, if you look, if you understand the, the calendar, sundown is considered now going into the next day. See, we are children of the light, right? Children of the light. We don't belong in the darkness. Okay. So, a lot of Hebrew men, a lot of uh, uh, Jewish belief, or I believe, uh, um, not belief, but their law is where they would be indoors. You really wouldn't find anyone outdoors at nighttime that was not following God. That, you know, anyone that was following God, you would not find him outdoor, in, outside at nighttime, right? Okay, okay, okay. Because it was dark. They didn't have city lights back then. They had, you know, uh, 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 torches and lanterns and such. All right, here we go. Listen, listen. You wouldn't be walking around because you can fall. Okay, in the evening, just stay, giving us a timeline again. I don't want you to get too far in it. In the evening, he came with the 12. Now, as they sat and eight now they're in the, they're eating the passover look at the time frame look at a hebrew calendar they're in jerusalem they finished the unleavened bread and right next to it the passover right next to it that passover okay now they're in the day of they're on the passover okay assuredly jesus says in verse 18 surely i say to you one of you who eats with me, again indicating that they're eating, will betray me. Okay? Now hold on, because we're going to jump over to uh, Mark chapter 15. Okay? Mark chapter 15. And now, at this time, Christ have gone through everything. He was arrested. We know what... Uh, he was arrested that same evening that we talked about. Uh, earlier, just a few minutes ago, it was the evening. They were sitting down. They had the meal. He got betrayed. He sent Judas out. Judas went and did what he did. That same evening, uh, Christ went out and they followed him over to the garden. He was praying. He, you know, he was feeling the anguish. He was feeling his flesh was trying to fight him. But he kept, he went further. He threw himself down on the ground. He prayed to God even more to take this cup away from him. But it let it be his will that his will be done. Okay, so now we see what happened now. Judas coming up with the, um, with the soldiers from the Pharisees after he turned him in and said, I know where he's at. And gave him a kiss of betrayal because a kiss of betrayal showed that um, Christ, who Jesus was, since they all looked alike, it was dark. It's the only way he can pinpoint him by telling them, the one that I kiss, he is Jesus. Okay, so that gives us a little proof there that they all pretty much looked alike. He didn't stand alone. He didn't stand out unless you knew who he was and... and felt him okay then you would know how he stands out spiritually all right great so now moving forward again time frame showing you here in chapter 15 verse 1 where jesus faces pilate and we know who pilate is he's the governor a roman governor and he's over here trying to establish establish law and order as caesar would have him okay okay immediately in the morning this is now we're in the Passover. The evening went by already. It was judged at nighttime and everything, which they broke their own decree, their own law against God because they were against God. They were evildoers, evil generation. So that night when they arrested Christ, now it's morning time, which we're still in the Passover, okay? We're still in the Passover because the new day for the Hebrew calendar starts at nightfall, okay? So that's the new day that starts. Okay, here we go. Now follow along. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders 
and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Again, time frame showing us where we're at in this time. But now we're gonna I'm gonna read something in chapter six where it's gonna give us a time frame of again showing us what festival, where they're at, what are they celebrating through this here, this this these verses right here, where um Jesus uh, taking the place of Bar- Barabbas, okay? Verse 6, chapter 15, Mark. Chapter 15, verse 6. Now at the feast, okay, it starts right away, letting you know, letting you know right away, at the feast, he was accustomed. Who was accustomed? Pilate was accustomed to release a prisoner to them, whoever they requested. And you remember the story, how it goes. Some of them say, I believe, uh, uh, um, John speaks accounts it differently, but here Mark says that the feast was accustomed. Uh, um, uh, Pilate was accustomed to release someone, and who do they release? We all know who they release, right? Barabbas. And there was one named Barabbas who was changed with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. They were murderers and, and liars and, and thieves, right? But they traded him in. Then verse eight. Then the multitude. The multitude, not just one or two, but the multitude crying aloud began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. Again, indicating that every year, every year, this feast is celebrated because they're accustomed for him to do this every year. Release someone that they want to them. Now, let's jump down to verse 15. And, And so Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, he released Barabbas to them. And he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified right again showing us a time frame what is happening as we continue moving on now we're going to jump over to verse 25 now it was the third hour and they crucified him now you write these down and look at this okay now it was the third hour and they crucified him third hour from what from the morning from sunrise okay you look at the calendar they count it that way from sunrise you got to look at what time was sunrise and what now is the third hour. The third hour and they crucified him. And the inscription of his accusation was written above the king of the Jews. Again, showing us this happened. Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, showing us a time frame of what time it was. Now, when Jesus dies on the cross, okay, we're going to read here uh, verse 33. Now, when the sixth hour had come, the sixth hour. Now remember, after sunrise, look at the calendar, the sunrise, and then three hours from the sunrise, okay, in the morning. Sunrise, in the morning. Three hours after that, okay, he was um, he was crucified. Is that correct? Yes, he was crucified. Okay, then now, now on the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. On the sixth hour, had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And we, we know the other accounts, the other books say that there was clouds that came over the area where they were at, over Golgotha. And um, it stayed dark like that. It started storming like it was going to uh, uh, break and start pouring down, right? Okay. And at the ninth hour, again it says, And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Why have you forsaken me? Again, it's showing us an account where he's at. Jesus is about to die on the cross for our sins. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice in verse 37 and breathed his last. Time frame. Now we see here the account of Jesus now has died on the cross, right? Okay. Let's move over to verse 42 and where Jesus is buried. We all know where he was buried, right? Uh, uh, Joseph's tomb. Okay. Now when evening, here we go. Now when evening had come because it was the preparation day. Oh my goodness. The preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath. Now li listen to this. It's the weekend Sabbath now. Remember, they, they have a yearly Sabbath, weekend Sabbath. Every weekend it's a Sabbath. They have yearly Sabbath. They have uh, 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 the Passover, seven days of unleavened bread. They're constantly celebrating and remembering God, what he did. These are all custom things that they do year round, year round, all the time. All the time, like tradition. It's a religion. Over and over, repetitive things that they were doing. So here... Evening had come because it was preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. They didn't say nighttime. It said the evening. The evening still has day in it. There is some light still in the evening, but he was in a rush. Right? Okay. It says here, now when evening had come because it was the preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph Arimathea, a prominent council member who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went into Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Again, showing us an account that Christ, what happened there. He, he was still able to go. Okay, still evening is there. Still daylight out where he's able to go to Pilate and speak with him still. Okay, because remember, as a governor, he had a time. You couldn't just come out to him, right? Pilate marveled that he was already dead and summoning the centurion. He asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted a body to Joseph. There it is. There it is right there. So now Christ is taken into the tomb. All right. He's taken to the tomb. He's placed in there before, before the nighttime came and the Sabbath began. All the work was done. They were finished. Boom. The tomb was sealed by the Romans. Nobody can get in. Now in chapter 16, he is risen. Hallelujah, right? Now when the Sabbath was passed, listen to what it says right here, right under the words, he is risen, right? Chapter 16, now when the Sabbath, that's that weekend Sabbath, was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices that they might come and anoint him. There's two different accounts here, and I just want you to read this one first, and then we're going to read the other one. This is chapter 16, verse 1, when the Sabbath was passed. We're talking about the weekend Sabbath, which normally for the calendar, it starts preparation day on a Thursday, and their Sabbath starts sundown on Friday, okay? Sundown on Friday into sunup or uh, sundown Saturday, Okay? Until sundown Saturday. So it's a whole day. Friday into Saturday. For us it's like that. Friday into Saturday. So there. Sundown at Friday. Past midnight. It goes into Saturday. That's Saturday morning for us. Saturday morning. They're in the Sabbath. Saturday is their Sabbath. So their Saturday is Sabbath. They're not supposed to do no work. Thursday was preparation day. Friday was the beginning of the Sabbath. Friday evening into Saturday. You, you see how that works? Okay. Now, Saturday, 
night at sundown becomes Sunday on the Hebrew calendar. Becomes Sunday. So now Sunday, all right, comes is here. We're talking about now we're looking at Sunday morning. Because it said now when the Sabbath was passed, this is Sunday morning, Mary, the mother of James and Solomon, they brought spices, right? They were bringing to anoint Jesus. Very early in the morning, this is a Sunday morning, very early in the morning, that must mean the minute the sun peaked, they were on the move. They couldn't wait. On the first day of the week, and what is the first day of the week? It's not Monday, it's Sunday. Again, time frame, people, it's showing us here exactly what day of the week it is. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Again, listen to that. When the sun had risen, the minute the sun rose, they were out. They were going to Jesus to anoint him. And they said among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? Again, indicating Christ, they haven't been to the tomb yet. They're thinking about who's going to roll that thing away. It's heavy. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away for it was very large. Hallelujah. Listen to that. The, the stone was gone. They were like, now they're surprised. Whoa, what happened here, right? Oh, let's jump down. I like this, this, I like this part here in, uh, verse nine. Mark chapter 16, verse nine, where Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene sees Jesus. The risen Lord, okay? And now, when he, Jesus, rose early on the first day of the week. Again, this is the Bible telling us this. Giving us the evidence. Giving us proof of these things. Where we're going. Are we doing things? Okay. According to how they want us to do it. How Christ wants to do it. Or the man wants us to do it. How are we doing it? Listen to this here. Verse 9. Now, when Jesus rose, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons, indicating who is Mary Magdalene. We know who she is, right? She wasn't following them all over the place. She was with her. She was a disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay. Number 10, she went and told those who had been with him, the, the other disciples, as they mourned and wept for him, they forgot their mourning, see, it's also shown us there that they mourn and wept. They forgot that he's going to rise. Instead of being anxious for, for the Sabbath to be able to go running out like Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salom, instead of running out directly over to the tomb, they sat there. They were mourning and weeping. Now listen, verse 11, and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they still did not believe can you believe that they still did not believe this i bring to you because i want you to see the time frames are we serving the lord wholeheartedly are we doing th some people say to me oh what's the difference well the difference is that you know are we doing things in vanity we speak of vanity we listen to psalms the psalmist says you know that we should not do things in vanity god shows us that when we do things in vanity that they're empty they mean nothing so if we allow something like this uh, or something that is important to us, a holy weekend, the holiest weekend, the holiest time of the year for us believers in Jesus Christ. And if we do this in vanity, then why not pray to uh, a statue or why not have other ornaments around that are empty, 
that, that we, we serve and do things to which brings vanity, right? The whole point is that we're not serving God in vanity. So we don't do those things. We wipe them off our table, throw them onto the ground, and we bring out the holy scriptures and place it on the table in front of us. And we read and dissect and we feed off of it and let it fill our hearts. Let it fill our hearts and our minds and our spirit grows stronger and stronger every day in this. And if it was vanity, if it was empty, we just kept the Bible off the table and just listened to people and spoke on our own thoughts and what we felt Christ was like, then that would be us talking in vanity, emptiness, not knowing. There's no proof to it. There's no truth to it. So when we speak about the absolute truth of God, let's get the absolute truth of God, people. Brothers and sisters, I leave you with this. Hopefully you can go back and, and listen to this again. This is very interesting. It's good to find out if we are in fact celebrating Christ wholeheartedly or we're following man because they place in a certain order. Or is it just a thing where people say, oh, well, it really isn't that important. You decide. Don't listen to me. Listen to Father God. Listen to the word. Listen to the absolute truth of God. As he leads us and guides us, Holy Spirit brings us to this wisdom so we can know the difference between good and evil and when God is speaking to us and when Satan is trying to uh, sway us in a way that man likes to be swayed. I pray to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.